Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. Former President Donald Trump entered court. We can see and hear a small group of protesters. This is a sham. What's going on here? Donald Trump pleaded not guilty to 34 counts. Felony charges in the first degree. But you don't go after a target like this. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right. Happy Monday, Thursday to you. Uh, a lot to talk about. This just out. The Biden administration is rolling out new Title IX rules to expand the meaning of sexual discrimination to include gender identity that would prevent schools and colleges from banning transgender athletes. Under the department's proposed rule, no school or college that receives federal funding would be allowed to impose a one-size-fits-all policy that categorically bans transgenders from playing on sports teams consistent with their gender identity. Such uh, policies would be considered a violation of Title IX. Listen, this is why a lot of conservative uh, organizations and schools and churches, et cetera, have, have said for a lot of years... If you take federal money, you're going to be ruled by the federal government. Mm. And th- this is exib- <clears throat> Exhibit A right here. So uh, now, whether they will get away with this or not is a different story. But right now, they're trying to uh, shove their weight around and tell you, well, hey, you know what? If you've taken, uh, if you've taken uh, federal money, you're, uh, you're obligated to follow our rules. You know— <laughs> I, I just don't know what to say other than, than where is the National Organization of Women? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and you look at the people who fought for so long for for equity in college sports for women, you know, and, and with the advent of Title IX, um, where, where opportunities for, you know, girls to play softball and soccer and basketball yep. and things such as that. I mean, this is ridiculous. I, how, I just can't imagine if you're a parent, and I've got boys – I don't have daughters, but if you're a parent of daughters that have participated in sports, whether it's like swimming or gymnastics or you know basketball or soccer, how in the hell are you okay and silent about this? Right. I, I just I don't get it. I mean, I had I had three daughters. One played volleyball in high school. The other two played uh, softball growing up. And yeah, I mean they they would not have made the team if. Uh, <laughs> I mean, my, my two boys are pretty good soccer players. I mean, they're not going to play college or anything. I mean, they were really good high school soccer players. And I guarantee you, there's not a Division One girl around here in that soccer that can keep up with them yeah. for, for, in a foot race. I mean, that's just the facts. That's the way God made us. Yeah. Bingo. Now, now, now Bingo. there's a lot of things. Wait, 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 wait. You're not allowed to mention God, well, Benny. Come on now. But, but you bigot. <laughs> but there's also a thing. There's also a lot of things that women, I, after a 30-some-year professional career, there's also a lot of things I've seen women are a hell of a lot better at than men. Yeah. M- most of all, like being organized, for one. <laughs> it doesn't make one better over the other. No. They're just different. No, they're just different. But you can't say that. No. You, you bigot. Speaking of... Uh, transgenders the north carolina majority of republicans in the house in the state house is continuing to make national news um so yesterday we talked to some degree with uh senator jim perry about uh, the new addition to the um teresa 
Kotham. 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 I think. (laughs) You say Kotham, I say Kotham. Uh, She announced she'll be switching party affiliations to Democrat to Republican. We asked Jim Perry yesterday, is there anything that will be tackled that wouldn't have been previously tackled? Now, the Washington Examiner is insinuating that this is something that they've now taken on because of the switch. I'm not sure that's true. But nonetheless, state Republicans filed several bills yesterday afternoon. Arguably, the most notable ones surround contentious topics firmly in the national spotlight, the rights of high school transgender student athletes to play on the sports team of the gender in which they identify, and the rights of transgender youth to receive the health care they desire. Quote, the Fairness in Women's Sports Act and the School Athletic Transparency Bill are designed to ban transgender females from playing on female high school sports teams, quote, athletic teams or sports designated for females, women or girls, shall not be open to students of the male sex. The Fairness in Women's Sports Act states, the School Athletic Transparency Act further can uh, cements the position of the state Republican lawmakers. Sex shall be recognized based solely on a person's reproductive biology and genetics at birth. So I'm assuming, this is out of the Washington Examiner, they got this from uh, WRAL is one of the sources they quote, but I'm assuming that the way this is written that girls could play on boys sports teams but boys can't play on girls sports team which to me makes sense i mean I, yeah I, I mean I, think, I, I don't have a problem with that no i think if a girls you know can can compete with boys absolutely yeah. and make the team and if i was a coach heck yeah if i got somebody that can hit three pointers like the what was the clark girl in the uh up in iowa up in iowa i'd have yeah. her on the men's team yeah. you know yeah. really so anyway, uh, again, whether or not that's a reflection of the uh, switch or not, uh, they're going forward with kudos. Maybe if Keith Kiswell gets here a little early, we'll ask him about that. Um, Washington Examiner is um, come out with a uh, story which is really taken from a couple of FEC um, officials a key member of the Federal Election Commission today rejected the Manhattan District Attorney's indictment of former President Trump. It's not a campaign finance violation. It's not a reporting violation of any kind, said FEC Commissioner James Trey Trainer. In trying to stretch the law to make it look like a violation, he added District Attorney Alvin Bragg is really trying to make a square peg fit into a round hole. In the 34-count indictment of Trump, the first criminal case ever against a former president, Bragg charged that the $130,000 payment made by former lawyer Michael Cohen to porn star Stormy Daniels, when, which Cohen went to jail for, um, but Trainer said the FEC and the Justice Department already considered the case and tossed it. With that as a background, Trainer told the Washington Examiner yesterday that it will be hard for a judge or a jury to come up with a different conclusion since it's the FEC and the DOJ that prosecute federal campaign finance law. He reiterated in a Tuesday tweet that showed the FEC hearing room, and he wrote, this is where campaign finance violations are tried. I mean, that's, the, you know, that's something that people have been saying all along is, how can a state DA try something that is clearly in the hands of the feds. But, I mean, (laughs) 
we we are really living in anarchy at this point if this goes through yeah i, I don't know how um yeah i don't know how the judge even the grand jury level allowed this to be go to the grand jury to be honest with you right how do you decide <clears throat> something i mean th- that's almost as absurd as the grand jury decided something that happened up in canada i, I, mean, I mean, to it's, mean it's just mm, two different ballparks i mean it, to me it's uh, you know i'm not a lawyer so it's gonna sound like I know I'm I'm playing an area that I don't have, but I mean to me this is a clear standing issue. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean it, right. How many times have you heard, you know, the courts come out and say you have no standing, and you we'll get disappointed with a Supreme Court that will not rule in our favor. Then we read down deeper into the in, into the findings and say why did the conservatives vote that way? It's because they're following the law, and you get into the details, and what happens is you find out that. Well, the plaintiffs had no standing to bring this up. Yeah, it's and you're exactly right. That's exactly what's going on here. I, I think this will be a test of. You know, I know Trump derangement syndrome is bad, but if this is allowed, then then we we really are going down a road of this is this will be an, I mean, a yearly thing, with one party after the other. Because you know, at some point, it's going to get tough enough for Republicans to start doing the same thing. I mean. You know, it's interesting. Victor Davis Hanson, I, I, I guess it was on uh, Tuesday, I read a, a piece that he put out, and the guy's a genius. But, you know, at the end, uh, he was he was talking about all the different things that the Democrats have done that have never been charged, that mm-hmm. everybody just looked the other way. Uh, he said at the end of his uh, column that it would be a terrible thing if the Republicans came back and said, well, you did it, now we're going to get you back. Uh, at that point, we've gone over the cliff, and it, it is it is totally a banana republic. I mean, now, if the Republicans can take these people to task, follow the law, and uh, neuter them, mm-hmm. and for for example, you know, out, out, should Bragg be impeached? Should he be kicked out of office for what he's done? Yes, he should. He and should. if they can follow the law and make that accomplish that task, go for it. But but we we've got to we've got to get the whole system back on track. Yeah, and the and the general rule of law and due process. I mean, it's so important. Those fundamental things that are in the Constitution is so fundamental to having a a nation that is a true nation of laws. And if you don't have a if you don't have laws, you you can't have a nation really. I mean, no. you can't rely on you can't rely simply on a moral code because some people don't have a moral code well and you know was it adams that said you know we've given you a republic if if you can if you can keep it and Mm -hmm. he also said that you know it's made for a good and moral people and boy we have we have lost that and you know you but in all honesty i think i think this is what the left wants i mean this is why we have no borders well and and you know to your point about you know, if you open this window now, you know, it opens the window, like David Hansen said, for the Republicans doing it, goes back and forth. I mean, here's a clear example of how this has happened. And I used to have some conservative Republican friends that, you know, you thought I was being liberal when I thought, talked about this. But when the Patriot Act was passed after 9 mm-hmm. 11, 2001, you know, I, I was just completely against it, still against it, because you, know, you can't, at time of war, give up rights. Right. And what happened? Uh, George Bush didn't do it, but somebody within 
partisan politics in the Republican side, use that information. Do you remember to spy on the uh, was it New York and New Jersey governor guy? Basically, he was going to a hotel and having prostitutes. Mm-hmm. Well, they got the information through you know, Patriot Act stuff. Right. Uh, well, you know what? That, that's just opened the door to their surveillance issues now that's being happened to Republicans, you cannot give up those fundamental individual rights or you will have nefarious people that just say, I'm going to do it for political gain from on either side. And I, I don't know how you undo what they've already done. Um, I, I Hopefully that there will be a wake-up call. Unfortunately, if there is a wake-up call, I don't think it's going to happen because people all of a sudden wake up and have a good conscience one day. Usually, if there is a huge paradigm shift, there's something that caused that, and a lot of times, it's it's not through blessing; it's through advers you know adversarial situations coming up. I, I I'm not trying to be a naysayer or a wet blanket, but I, I I just I I really you know divine intervention is what we need right now. By the way, getting back to the whole Trump deal, did I mention this yesterday? What I would call poetic justice, justice that. Uh, Stormy Daniels has got to pay Donald Trump $122,000 in attorney fees. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know, this came out the same day that the indictment came out. Yeah, I think there's still some other claims against her, too, that uh, that's pending, like up to a half a million. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that that is a part of this. I think that is uh, Daniel. Well, that was previous. Daniels was previously ordered to pay $500,000 of legal fees to Trump after a case against the former president went down in flames, much like the career of Daniels, former attorney Michael Avenatti. But uh, this case of 122000 which, again, came out the same day as the indictment, uh, basically um, said when, uh, when she was suing Donald Trump, um, the Ninth Circuit Court said under the Texas Citizens Participation Act, attorney's fees in the amounts of $121,972.56 are award, awarded in favor of the appellee, Donald Trump, against the appellant, Stephanie, Stephanie Clif- Clifford. So uh, mm. couldn't happen to a nicer gal. Well, that's a whole lot of lap dances. <laughs> she better get she, she better get back in shape. You know, put her best foot forward. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's not let's not lose our PG rating here. Um, before we get a break, there is somebody else that has come out and said they're going to run against Joe Biden. Have you heard about this? Oh, is this Kennedy? Yeah, yeah. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Mm. Um, and the left is not happy. The left is not happy. Now you'd think if, if they are true to history, they would be all giddy because this is a Kennedy running. But the problem is Robert F. uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. thinks Fauci's the antichrist. And, uh, and of course guys like, uh, Jake Tra- Chap- Trapper on CNN thinks he is deity. Here's the reaction of Trapper when uh, he made the announcement that uh, Kennedy was going to run. This just into CNN. Anti-vaccine quack Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has filed paperwork with the Federal Election Commission to run for president as a Democrat. In launching his presidential bid, Kennedy is the latest in a long line of family members to enter Politics. Uh, so far, only Marion Will- Williamson, who last month launched her second long shot campaign, has entered the Democratic primary against Biden. Kennedy is such a health care menace. In 2019, even his cousins wrote an op ed 
criticizing his anti-science views on life-saving vaccines. Can you get more of a negative announcement by CNN than that? A quack. Yeah, that that tells you just how dishonest Jake Trapper, CNN, and the media is because Robert Kennedy, you I know, keep calling him Trapper. It's actually Tapper. Tapper, that's right. No, no. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Robert Kennedy was put up on a pedestal as an environmental hero. Uh, when, you know, this whole Riverkeeper Alliance things he's been right. involved with since the 90s. And to the point where, you know, I, I've known some families he has, his organization has ruined going after these so-called factory farms. Well, they finally figured out they couldn't outlawyer the big factory farms so they could just go pick on little people. I know people in eastern mm. North Carolina's life that has been destroyed by this organization. Now, I really think Robert Kennedy, deep down, believes in what he believes in and i don't think he intentionally tried to wreck these people's lives but but he did <laughs> but he did or his organization did i really think it was more nefarious people in his organization but cnn all these liberals have just talked about how great he was for for the last 25 mm -hmm. years on these environmental issues now because they're not buying this bs from fauci and the calling them a quack on this on this vaccine thing it just goes to show you they have absolutely no integrity whatsoever no. none and to call him a quack and a healthcare menace is rather rich because they deified anthony fauci <laughs> absolutely deified him hey we're gonna take a break by the way it is uh, political trivia today our category not gonna play right now playing a little bit american commerce all right so uh Get your thinking caps on. Got a good question? Good prize package? Stay with us. We'll be right back. News and views. He's kind of a diva. He's absolutely fascinating. Ultimate gentleman spy. Irresistible to women. Deadly to his enemies. A legend in his own time. You won't believe what he's going to say next. Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Here's Tom Lemprecht. Welcome back in. It is uh, National Junk Food Day, apparently. Burritos, caramel <laughs> popcorn. This is interesting. Now, this is not your trivia question, but uh, what was invented in 1930, 93 years ago? And the urban legend that um, they have a shelf life of many years is not true. They have a shelf life of about 25 days. Twinkies. Twinkies. Oh. Hmm. I, I got to say, when I was a kid, a, a, a good hostess Twinkie, I mean. Never as a Twinkie guy. I was more of a Reese Cup type guy. Oh, no. I, I, <laughs> hey, I, there's not a junk food that I don't like. Uh, and I ate Jenny's ice cream, chocolate chip. Oh, yeah, well, you too. But, you know, I think those Twinkies, I think if you set them on fire— they would probably burn longer than a wax candle would. I mean, they were just so full of oil, but uh, uh, and nothing, nothing good in them. That gives but, me a thought. I can light my charcoal chimney with it. With know? a Twinkie, yeah. Yeah, with a Twinkie. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Bite half of it and throw the other half in it and throw a match to it. <laughs> Take a look at your weather forecast. Partly cloudy tonight. Uh, it, the clouds will give away to a shower overnight, a low of about 60 Light rain early tomorrow morning, then remaining cloudy with showers in the afternoon. The morning high of 65 will probably be your high. Chance of rain tomorrow is 80%. And uh, tomorrow night, low near 45. Chance of rain tomorrow night, 90%.
Saturday, a high near 50. That's your high. Mm. Low Saturday night around 41. Unfortunately, uh, Saturday's the worst day with 100% chance of rain. Sunday, 50% chance of rain. The high Sunday is only 59. It looks like the low on Sunday, I guess this is Saturday night, Sunday morning, maybe. Low, no, it's probably Sunday night, uh, Easter Monday morning, a low of 39. So it's going to get a little chilly. Weather, well, go ahead. Yeah, like no, like I said, you know, winter's not over till you get to Easter morning. It just it seems like it hangs around at least to then. Yeah, it's not too good for the sunrise services on uh, Easter morning. By the way, while we're on the subject, uh, we're going to be off on Good Friday tomorrow and Easter Monday, next Monday. So we'll be back on Tuesday. Weather brought to you by our friends at the Ironwood Golf and Country Club. As the weather gets warmer and life gets busier, you deserve time to relax and have some fun. Ironwood Golf and Country Club invites you to become a member and make new traditions with friends and family on the course, in the pool, or on the courts, or while enjoying a great meal with beautiful views. Ironwood offers a variety of memberships with no initiation fee required. For more information, contact Jenna Doyle. She's the membership director. You can become an Ironwood Golf and Country Club member today. Give her a call, 752-4653, extension 202. And remember, one of the perks, if you like to go down to the beach, well, when you join Ironwood, you're also members of the Beaufort Club in Beaufort, as well as Compass Point Golf Club and Magnolia Greens Golf Club, uh, located down near Wilmington. Uh, Ironwood is a part of the Renaissance Golf Group. So we were talking before the break about... This uh, boondoggle up in New York with um, Alvin Bragg. Have you heard the latest accusations? And this this is so typical of the mainstream media. But ProPublica has just released a report that is accusing Justice Clarence Thomas to a billionaire by the name of Harlan Crow. Now it is public knowledge that the two men have been friends for many years. Uh, They've done vacations together, and uh, perhaps Crow has uh, helped the Thomases in a benevolent manner with uh, vacation costs. I don't know, but I am quite certain, and I I will say this with a, a great deal of confidence, that Clarence Thomas has done nothing wrong. But here's the thing. When Alvin Bragg is accused of being under the influence of George Soros, what do the mainstream media pundits immediately (laughs) say? That those making that accusation are racist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're also anti-Semitic. Now, to, to make the accusation, they're not even accusations, they're proven fact. In fact, George Soros wrote an op ed that appeared in the Wall Street Journal last year in his own words, telling everyone, this is what I am doing. So yeah. I mean, it's not accusations. The guy has admitted that he's buying DAs across the country. Mm-hmm. And he bought, you know, he gave to um, the organization, um, uh, what the color of something, I, I don't remember what it's called now off the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, they funnel it through several yeah. organizations. Yeah, But his own kids have given uh, Alvin Bragg money directly out of their pockets. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's not a fallacious accusation, but to hear the mainstream media, you'd think it would be. Mm-hmm. But so, while a number of people are making this accusation against Alvin Bragg, and again, it's not an accusation, it's pure fact, 
What do they do? They turn around and say, well, let's find somebody we can accuse to take the spotlight off of Alvin Bragg and shine it on somebody else. And their favorite black poster child mm-hmm. for this is Clarence Thomas. I think they got the idea from House of Cards. <laughs> I haven't watched House of Cards, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, there was a... There was a uh, there was the African American Supreme Court justice in that that was uh, conservative. I don't know. Yeah, he actually was conservative. Matter of fact, but he um, <clears throat> he got a lake house bought by some oh. you know some rich person or something. <laughs> you know they say uh, life imitates art sometimes, that art imitates life. So maybe they said, let's go to House of Cards see if we can figure out how we can get some ideas. But I mean, here's. Now, now, you know what? There will be people who say this doesn't look good. AOC came out today and said, we got to impeach Clarence Thomas. <laughs> good what Lord. What a moron. But there's, there's no accu- – I mean, if, if there's an accusation, that's all it is is an accusation that somehow this bought influence mm-hmm. that, you know, Clarence Thomas is now beholden to this billionaire – well, has something come before the court? That's, yeah, did did he rule on a specific case that involved involved, this, this, involved these people? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think so. No, they haven't liked Clarence Thomas from day one, just simply because he, you know, he was originalist on the Constitution. You know, I well, mean, it's all and, boiled down to. Here's the bottom line: the reason why they hate him is because he's a conservative black man, conservative black man that's on the court. Yeah, and, and, they, and they didn't get a chance to pick the next one. Is what it boiled down to. And I mean, their attitude is, how dare this? And this is pretty much what Clarence Thomas said at the hearing that Joe Biden was overseeing: is how dare this House Negro get off the plantation? Yep. Mm-hmm. And those are my words. I mean, I'm paraphrasing. That's basically what Clarence he, Thomas said. He said something about it's a like, high class lynching and high class lynching of this uppity black man. Black man. Yep. Yeah, that's what yep. he said. But, I mean, if there's anybody that we ought to be investigating for being compromised and making decisions that would favor a, a party or a communist country, it's Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the fact that his whole entire family have been paid off by the CHICOMs. Uh, yeah, that, that just kills me that, that that's getting no legs except on... You know, Fox News, basically, with you know his family being involved in so, so much so much of this you know Chinese Ukrainian partnerships and this kind of thing. What else does that family have to offer but political influence? You they're, know, they're, other than that, they're brain dead. I mean, it's just a. Me- I mean, you, Hunter Biden is literally he's he's so blown out on drugs at this point that I doubt if he can walk in a straight line. Yeah, and, and uh, Joe Biden's brother, I mean, he's been in the middle of everything, and he's he's failed at everything he's ever done in life other than being Joe Biden's brother yep. and working on the next uh, you know Biden crime deal they've got going on. Over in Tennessee, we talked about earlier in the week about the fact that uh, there was all kind of protesters. They were in Oklahoma, they were in Texas, they were in Kentucky, and then most recently they were in Tennessee. Uh, I guess it was, was it uh, last Thursday? They went in and totally disrupted what was going on. Now, again, you talk about the mainstream media ignoring something. Uh, yeah, this was basically an overthrow of a state government. For you know, they, they could not conduct business. Well, Republicans decided that they were going to boot, kick out three elected representatives to the state house. 
that were Democrats that were a part of the antics that took place last Thursday. And uh, you were saying uh, after we went on, I guess the headline was released that uh, indeed they voted to uh, kick these three out. Yeah, expelled them. Mm-hmm. Expelled so, Justice Jones anyway. Expelled one of them. There was, um, uh, there was again, a lot of chants and protesters there today that uh, were basically saying free, 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 the Tennessee three. So they're making martyrs out of these people. But uh, it's interesting that the double standard, you know, compare this to uh, what went on in January 6th, compare the the reaction to the media, the mainstream media crickets on on this Tennessee deal. And, uh, you know, it made headlines, made for TV hearings that took place on the January 6th uh, committee. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. What else is new? Hey, let's take a time out and play some political trivia, shall we? 561-8255. Your category, American Commerce. I test drove this uh, question on Benny. He hit it out of the park. So um, perhaps you will too. Got a good prize package, a good question. We'll have some fun. Give us a call. We'll play political trivia when we get, get back. Again, that number, 252-561-8255. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back. It is time for political trivia. Give us a call, 561-8255, 561-TALK. Got a good prize package for you, and uh, the lines are open, 561-8255. Your prize package includes a free oil change for your car or pickup at Dave Davis's East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep or at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. A gift certificate from Fit for Life, including two free training sessions with a coach. A $20 gift card to Mucho Bueno in Havelock or El Mexicano in Newport for lunch or dinner. Both restaurants serve up great food to you by the Morales family. We also have a $20 gift card to Gwendy's Goodies Bakery in Aden. Delicious made from scratch goodies. Also, we've got an Ironwood gift certificate. Go out and play some golf. Remember, if you or anyone in your immediate family has won recently, let 60 days pass before you play again. 561-8255, and uh, we have some timid listeners. People always want to hear the question first, then the phones ring off the hook. It's but an easy question. It's Call a, well, it's an easy question if you're Benny, but <laughs> <laughs> actually I test drove this on uh, I got the guy that works for me that was on uh, Jeopardy, and he didn't get it. David is up. Hey, David, how are you, sir? Hey, David. David, hey, you're with us. There you are. Yeah, I'm here. All right, here's your question. American commerce is your category. Benny says it's easy. There was a chain of retail stores which began in the early 1900s named the Golden Rule Stores. In 1913, the owner, James Cash, changed the name of the stores to the brand that these stores operate under to this day. What name do the Golden Rule Stores trade under today? Just a guess, but I got to say Hobby Lobby. Hobby Lobby. That's not it. Good, Good guess. guess. All right. Good guess. Thanks, David. Give us a call Thanks, back. 561 Terry. Do we have a Terry on the yes. line? Hey, Terry. Yes. Did you hear I, the question? Hey, how are you? I heard it the one time because I'm calling from my car, so I can only hear. All right. Let me repeat it for you. No problem. 
There was, a, there was a chain of retail stores which began in the early 1900s named the Golden Rule Stores. In 1913, the owner, James Cash, changed the name of the stores to the brand that these stores operate under to this day. What name do the Golden Rule Stores trade under today? Gosh, that's a hard question because I wasn't around in 1900. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would guess uh, Walmart. No, it's Walmart. Not Walmart. It's, Interestingly, it's not Walmart. Interest, it's not Walmart. No, it's not. Interestingly, though, Walmart was birthed Green. under the store. <laughs> sure was. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. So that's a good hint. All right. Think about it. Give us a call back. 561-8255. Let's go to Robert. Hey, Robert. Hey, Robert. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yes, sir. What do you think? Did you hear the question? I think I know. Okay. It's, um, if, if I'm right, it's J.C. Penney. You got, you got it. it Congratulations. Right. Yeah. James Cash Penny was the owner and uh, yeah, that's exactly right. James Cash Penny was uh, the son of a minister, and Sam Walton was fired from J.C. Penny. Was I he be- really? I believe that's right. That started Walmart. I but believe he right. he was working at J.C. Penny and yeah. decided he was going to start his own deal. Well, maybe he was kicked out first and then started. Where are you calling from, Robert? Winterville. All right, Robert and Winterville, hang on the line, and Clark's going to get all your information. And uh, thanks for everybody who played. Sorry for those who didn't get to your call, but uh, hey, we'll try it again next week. All right, stay with us. Benny and I will be right back. I'm always reluctant after being here 37 years to tell people what the American people think. Uh, And I don't. I can't swear I do. I know what I think. I think I know what they think, but I'm not sure what they think. This is Eastern Carolina News and Views. Congratulations to uh, Robert Cano, who uh, got our JCPenney question. Uh, Originally, they were known as the Golden Rule Stores. Actually, he, he didn't start them, but he was the owner when he switched them. They were just a couple of stores somewhere out in the Rocky Mountain area, Rocky mm-hmm. Mountain States, Colorado, somewhere out there. And uh, he ended up buying the other owners out. And uh, you know, at one point, J.C. Penney's was well over 1,000 stores. I think it yeah. had about 600 now, and they filed for Chapter 11, maybe? Mm-hmm. Chapter 10, I don't know, whatever the chapter is. <laughs> well, I mean, it basically, in every... You know, town in eastern North yeah. Carolina, in North Carolina, over like ten or fifteen thousand, they would have one. Yeah, you know? yeah. You, you had Belks and you had J.C. Penney's. They were the two big ones. But uh, yeah, originally known as the uh, Golden Rule Stores. And Belk was from Charlotte, right? Wasn't Belk a uh, North Carolina-based? Yeah. Company? Oh yeah. 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 Um, I'm trying to think what what town. I think the original one was not actually in Charlotte, but I think it was a town right outside of Charlotte, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, the Daily Signal is reporting, this is beyond the pale, Maryland's largest school district is now reviewing its homework policies through the lens of so-called anti-racism. Montgomery County Public Schools will reevaluate its homework policies, last updated in 18, I'm sorry, 18, 1986, with an anti-racism lens to determine how homework affects social-emotional learning and whether it negatively impacts marginalized communities. 
Uh, this according to the Daily Signal. And this is a review of the March 16th Board of Education meeting for Montgomery County. So there you have it. Um, if it's homework, it's got to be racist. <laughs> and by the way, uh, now, this is not Montgomery County, but just up the road in Baltimore City, uh, they had, I mean, we had a story a couple of weeks ago that they're not, I mean, they're passing these kids that cannot read their own names. Yeah. I mean, it's it's beyond <clears throat> the pale how bad it has gotten. But... Um, the homework policy follows the release of Montgomery County's anti-racist audits. The results in uh, 20, uh, 2022 of October, the audit raises concerns about inequitable expectations, practices, and transparency in terms of homework policy, according to a slideshow on the policy revision framework. You know, here's the thing. What is racist? <laughs> uh, I mean, is it, is it racist to say, oh, you, you, you know, you're giving homework to white kids and black kids. Is that racist? Or is it racist to say, why are you giving the same homework to one race of children when they can't do it, but the other race can? I mean, that's their policy is racist. I mean, I'm sorry, the bottom line is they are saying that African-American children can't <laughs> compete with Caucasian children, apparently. I what mean, are, whatever happened to the days of just a dog ate your homework, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, gosh. Uh, apparently, it's not working. The Democrats anymore. will do. I mean, they will go. They will go. They will go anywhere to divide people and try to make people one-issue voters. Well, that's it, the truth. And that, this is, is just another truth. instance yeah. of putting people in pockets, making them be a one-issue yeah. voter, and keeping them th their eye off the ball. I mean, it's at the national and, and state level. One parent who participated in the audit complained that the Montgomery County Schools talks a good game about inclusivity but really doesn't listen. Another audit participant from the NAACP said math instruction for black male students requires, quote, a different cultural approach or a different um, approach to educating the, the black male students. The homework policy review comes as a new mid-year evidence of learning standards in the district shows that less than half the sixth grade students met math standards and only 52.6% of third graders met literacy standards. Quote, our scores are going down, reading, mathematics, science, but they're spending money and wasting money on something like this. So the obvious answer is eliminate your homework. <laughs> uh, uh, it's... You can't make it up. Justice Department, by the way, you see, this is an interesting story. I mean, you, you, red flag laws, you hear about them mm -hmm. all the time. By mm -hmm. the way, have, have you heard that the red flag laws were a total failure when it came to the Nashville shooter? Oh, yeah. Total failure. The Justice Department announced Wednesday of this week that it reached a $144 million agreement in principle to settle a civil case stemming from the 2017 mass shooting at the First Baptist Church in Sutherland Springs, Texas, that left 26 dead. Officials said statements will resolve claims from more than 75 plaintiffs who allege that the Air Force was negligent when it failed to transmit the National Incident Criminal Background Check System information about the shooter that would have prevented him from purchasing guns from a federally licensed firearm dealer. Um, so basically the justice department has said, you know what, our system is not working and, uh, they're going to pay off, uh, 144 million to these families. 
Which, by the way, is interesting because who gets stuck with the bill? Oh, yeah. It's the taxpayers. The government doesn't have any money. They yeah. take it from us. And yeah. That's where to get it. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, that's, uh, I, again, unfortunately, some evidence that uh, what, what they demand in terms of background checks uh, oftentimes don't work. It's really the bottom line is, okay, uh, you're going to have human error or human negligence that uh, at the, the end of the day, the system, I'm not saying it doesn't work all the time, but boy, here's a, here was a pretty blatant case of it. And, you know, I know professionals in the in the healthcare industry, particularly in this, you know, mental health industry, they have rules as far as what they're supposed to disclose. But, you know, just like this shooter in Nashville, when there, there are signs from people that, I mean, you, you, people need to notice things. When they notice things, they need to speak up. I mean, I don't, I don't mean getting in somebody's privacy or anything like that, but it sounds like this girl – there was a lot of people knew she had some serious emotional problems. And if yeah. that person with serious emotional problems all of a sudden is taking an interest in guns, <laughs> maybe you need yeah. to speak up. I, I, I don't want to blame the parents. I don't have the privy of uh, their inside information. But she owned a, a, a lot of ammunition and several rifles and several pistols. And, uh, and, the, and she was living in her parents' house and they didn't notice anything. It's yeah. just, uh, I, that's that's curious. I mean, it's possible, but it's rather curious. Hey, again, remember, uh, we are off on Good Friday and Easter Monday. We'll be back next Tuesday. Congratulations again to Robert Gounod, our political trivia winner. Have a great Easter, everybody. Get out and uh, celebrate and thank the Lord for his uh, crucifixion. And then celebrate the resurrection on Easter Sunday. We'll see you next Tuesday. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right, all right.